0: welcome to the world of Kraith, an ancient planet, older than many stars, whose history extends infinitely in every direction. The space it actually occupies, of course, is finite. This world is vast and diverse, shaped by a phenomena of the natural, divine, and arcane. Each person, plant, animal, each being is an echo of the cataclysm of creation. Guided by the land, by the gods, and by their own innate devotion to their own inevitable end. Craith is both the greatest triumph and worst disaster existence could have borne. This is your home. This is all that is. Home can be a difficult thing to quantify. This is where you are all born and where you live to this day. But if we define home as the people you love, I'd say you have all lost a bit of that meaning. If we define home as the place you feel safe, I'd say you all never quite had that meaning to begin with. If we say that home is where the heart is, I would say that this home is where your heart has been hurt more than any other. But yes, it is where that beating mound of flesh remains. We will walk the hero's journey of a journey of heroes. In the third epoch of cataclysms this land has witnessed, there have no doubt been many heroes long forgotten. I want to start with the heroes as they see themselves. As heroes. We will begin with the manifestation of a lifetime's worth of wishes and work. So we'll skip the part where you first picked up a bow and defended another. Where you first swore an oath to protect and preserve and where you opened your first spellbook to copy down something fantastical. We'll skip the campfire conversations and bandit raids. We'll skip to just before the very end, as you find your feet on a path of soot and igneous rock. You're making your way up the side of a mountainous volcano. You've snuck past a camp of the enemy, you do not know what lies in wait near the caldera. You have a good reason to suspect it's a great evil. A person, a god, a sickness, a corruption. You have seen the desolation and blight and horror and the wretched sorrow of people who refuse to let their home die. You have also felt the desolation and blight and horror and in your wretched sorrow, you refuse to let your home die. You are making your way to an end. This is the answer to the question, how do we stop this? You are making your way to a beginning. This is the answer to the question What happens now? The land of Koira is clinging to the hem of your robes and your mercy. What is your initial reaction, Winnie, when on this journey a mosquito bites your arm?
1: I think there's no reaction at all. Um, I think probably pretty solemn moving up the side of this volcano.
0: Um, Could you describe what Winnie looks like in this moment?
1: Yeah. So, Winnie is a pretty slender, uh, has a pretty slender frame, but has some heavy armor on her to protect her. Um, Her skin is pale, it's always pale. Um, But right now her hair is probably the dark shade of night with a lot of stars in it. Um, It's probably blowing in a lot of wind. Um, She's got her weapons clinging to her, her bow on her back, and she is determined.
0: I think it's safe to say that the stars that dot Linny's hair are the only visible from your position. As you make your way up this winding mountain path, there is smoke and ash. The air tastes thick and sweet with sulfur. And despite the rumblings of the ground and the howl of the wind, it does feel a lot like walking in silence. I think all of those sounds kind of fade away um as even here at the end of all things you're still fucking mosquitoes somehow <laughs> when you're walking yeah it's kind of annoying yeah <laughs> um where are your thoughts right now do you have thoughts
1: oh yeah there's definitely thoughts um It's been a long time coming up to this moment. She knows that, but she's glad to have her two companions at her side. She thinks these are the two best people for the job and that together the three of them are the three best people for the job. Um, But there is nervousness for sure. Um, Maybe a little bit of doubt, but the three of them have been able to show their abilities and she is confident in them. Because if she's not going to be confident in the three of them, who
0: else will be? So she's staying strong. And in that mix of confidence and nerves, do you think that would drive Winnie toward the front or the back of the group? Are you looking out for the dangers that lie ahead or keeping watch for the ones you've left behind? I think she's striding,
1: yeah, confidently in front
0: confidently in front um you're no stranger to woods to unnatural terrain though you are not accustomed to a volcano a volcano is really like any other mountain aside from the whole lava exploding (laughs) part Uh which i think is in the back of your mind this is very much an active volcano mount frular has been active for as much of recorded history as there's been um Which I guess in a way is only 1,700 years, uh, though there are stories of (laughs) things beforehand. Those are not the subject of this season Mm -hmm. of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I think it would make sense that the person who is most accustomed perhaps to traveling in wild nature Mm -hmm. and um, exploring new areas with a very keen eye and a very quick bow keeps up the helm, but when he's not the only one here who is familiar to traversing wild lands, isn't that correct, Brennan? Uh,
2: <clears> that is absolutely correct. <clears throat> Brother Arcos Gerard is here, following closely behind.
0: <laughs> and what's going through Brother Arcos's mind right now?
2: <sighs> Arcos is, um, you know, he's, he's a bit frightened, um, which is interesting because he's a half-giant. Um, with a massive mace (laughs) and the shield and uh, he's blessed by uh, Fira the god of uh, order and things that are so he has everything going for him um, but he is uh, he cares about uh, he doesn't want to (laughs) fail he's failed plenty of times um, but he's become uh, pretty big deal and doesn't want to fail where it uh, matters most and taint his legacy a little arrogant in that way wearing those legacy um, but there's a little bit of excitement because um, he swore an oath many years ago as monastery to preserve and protect uh, order and justice in this land and fighting in Uh, a corrupting evil blight is everything he has ever learned, trained, and prayed for. So, uh, there's a bit of excitement to be able to fulfill his uh, fill his life's pursuit.
0: Interesting. And what does it, how does it feel as someone who has dedicated their life to the preservation of order, to be in an area that is so rife with chaos?
2: Um still i say deep uncomfortable and uh as somebody who lives in the monastery except when he's traveling about uh pretty forest lands rooting out blights and <laughs> and putting down feral creatures the idea of a half giant of immense holy power feeling vulnerable and uncomfortable is completely unfamiliar um like he's he's had trials and tribulations but he's like He he feels small, if that makes sense. And this is like the first time he's ever felt small (laughs) and insignificant, being uh, a minority in in the sense that he's uh, a force of order surrounded by chaos. So he's he's never felt this way, but he's never felt like he's on the losing side (laughs) until now.
0: That's interesting because you also mentioned that he feels excited. Oh, yeah. What does it mean to be excited at the prospect of a great evil, even though it's just because you get to defeat it? <laughs>
2: um, well, he's in becoming the the legend that he is. He's deeply concerned with his legacy and al- always kind of has been, but especially now that his his fame started to grow and getting to, um, you know, kill two stones with one bird and ultimately defeat this great corrupting evil and restore balance to the realm forever. And also being known as the guy who did that is <laughs> the greatest thing. I mean his life's journey is basically I mean there's it's over. That's all he's ever wanted his entire life. And um it's you know, it's the, the time where he get to he gets to achieve his life's dream. Or fail at it, um but, but hopefully achieve it
0: Yeah. Um And I think that is a very worthy dream, and I think part of the legend of Brother Arcos is the fact that his entire life has been devoted to that noble pursuit. Now, for those who don't know, which includes none of your characters, there has been a blight in this land uh, for roughly 500 years. that has slowly been spreading over the continent. With it uh, invaders some coming with swords and masks, others seemingly popping up out of nowhere dedicated to strange traditions strange gods and the ultimate end of safety and security and life as people on the continent of Khoira know it. And I think I think the one of you who has experienced just how dangerous the browl can be, not just because of their brute strength, not just because of their insidious plans, but because of the way they want to control information and knowledge and come to a land and make it something it was never intended to be, uh, would be madness. Would you, would you agree with that, Rob? Uh,
3: Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, Magnus Vale probably has um, maybe the most complicated relationship with the brow in that he doesn't, like Arcos, care for fame and glory to defeat a great evil. Uh, And he uh, doesn't... um, I don't know. He's never been super connected with the world in a way where he felt too much concern for the individual plights of people that may fall to any given force around the world, but he knows that the, uh, you know, the, the Browl is slowly choking the life from the land and corrupting what fundamentally it means to be free in Koira, which is to be able to learn and to pursue what you want to pursue and to have access to the you know boons of nature and life that should be available to us but as a wizard magnus is deeply troubled by the fact that not only has the browl grown to such a degree where the entire continent is a threat but it has stolen something precious to him and going up this mountain following his friends he feels a deep sense of dread that No matter what happens today, win or lose against this force, what has been stolen, the knowledge that has been lost, and the other things that have been taken might never come back. And so he wants this to end. Not for glory, but just for relief.
0: And is that sober awareness, that slight fear, is that why Magnus is staying toward the back or is it because he isn't much of a fighter compared to the rest of the party?
3: Um, <laughs> Magnus uh, Magnus goes at whatever pace he feels he wants to go at. Um, he's never felt like he has to be you know in a particular like rush to be first into battle but he is definitely arrogant enough where he wants to be the center of attention so I think part of him is actually like yeah like I want Arcos and Winnie to like go into the volcano and like be the uh the front lines and then I'll come in and clean up whatever needs needs doing it'll be
0: fine yeah and you also do get to get your dramatic entrance on your own in that case
3: yeah yeah absolutely definitely the back of his
0: yeah, in the back of your mind, uh, as you all have varying thoughts swirling at varying levels uh, <laughs> <laughs> in your mind. Uh, as you're heading up, what are any of you going to break this silence for any reason? I would say you've been doing this later part of the descent um, for most of the day. I don't think you climb this mountain in one single day. Well, I said there was a thin, winding path. This is not like this is not like you're at a vacation at a national state park. Like it is difficult to traverse. Um, after you snuck past the camp at the base, after as you decided that it would be worth not alerting whatever might be waiting up here to your presence, and also not worth risking your resources or your lives. Um, you made camp halfway up, spent the night. And now you've been going for at least an hour or two. Um, I would say by the light of the morning sun, but with all of the clouds, you can't see the sun. You can see what's in front of you. You can feel the heat coming um, from the caldera. Is there anything that would stir in any of you to speak? It's okay if not.
1: I think Winnie would probably check up on the other two every now and then, um, uh, either of y'all need any water, do we need to stop, take a sit?
4: I could use some sunlight, I like feeling that my god is with me, cursed clouds, I'm gonna, uh, just like set my mace
2: down and, uh, sit down for a second.
3: <clears throat> I second that opinion.
4: It never struck me as a man that liked sunlight in that dark tower of yours, Magnus.
3: Oh, I thought that you would know by all the stained glass that sunlight can be quite nice. But I take your meaning.
4: How about you, Witty? I... You are leading the charge. Are you... Requiring anything from us?
1: Uh, just some water will be fine for me for now. Um, and she takes a drink out of whatever canteen
0: we have. Yeah, easy enough. Uh, you guys prepared well for your trip. Rob, if you don't mind uh, me ascribing actions to your character, I would say that you probably left Julian at the camp halfway up. And as per usual, your trusty apprentice, probably closer to a journeyman, based on how much work you've put him through, uh, has ensured that you have everything you need, that you have access to your spells, their components, and whatever food, water, random survival gear uh, you might need for the other half of this climb. And he's competent enough that should some trouble arise, he can hold his own.
3: Um, yeah, I think Magnus does, like, think a little bit, like, you know, he he normally isn't a man prone to anxiety, but I think something about, like, ascending this mountain without his apprentice sort of makes this feel more, like, real in a way that things have felt in a long time, you know? Like, when Magnus and, you know, all these adventurers really, like, you know, when you When you live long enough and become powerful enough, certain challenges are still just kind of, like, you know, normal sort of teaching moments. But, like, leaving Julian at the camp means, like, this is going to be a real thing that, like, he can't be here for. And that, like, does sort of, like, I don't know. I don't know that it scares him. Just, like, sort of, like, he's glad that Julian is away, but is also, like, fuck, like, I have to really focus up here. Um...
0: Yeah. And I think there is a thought that crosses Magnus's mind just for a moment that perhaps the idea of caring for someone in that way and knowing that it is safer to leave them behind um, is far and away from the experience you got when you were training and learning to be a wizard in which you were always on the front lines of some danger or another. Um, and I, I just think, I think that is there. And whatever Magnus interprets from that thought about what it says about him or any relationship is up to you. But I just wanted to see that for you. Uh,
3: fuck it, he'll be alright. So, Arcos, uh, when we kill whatever is in this volcano and whatever, are you gonna let me have all the credit like the lich again? Or we're gonna be splitting it, uh, 30-30-30, or...
1: I require at least some of that credit.
3: When I doll out the credit,
4: please be aware that I will do it in total fairness and justice. I will take 50%, you each will take 25. That adds up to an even 100, the blessed number of perfection that all things add up to when dealing with percentages.
1: Well, maybe the person taking 50% of the credit should be the one leading the charge then. I think that's fair, Magnus.
3: Oh, I don't know. Arcus is so pious and humble and unknowledgeable. I think that maybe he's right. Argo say, do you think you'll build your statue out of gold or silver?
4: I don't believe I'll have to build a statue. The good people. You know, I am from the forests. I imagine I would be standing high atop a mountain somewhere, surrounded by the greenery emboldened in some form of marble or precious stone
3: well I, help, I hope the good church will adequately compensate whatever poor builder needs to drag the materials up the mountain to make your statue
4: uh, I didn't think that far ahead but uh, I'm sure it'll be a wonderful pilgrimage that will bring him closer to our god
3: I'm sure it will buddy <laughs> Um.
4: (laughs) But in all seriousness, I may not be as used to navigating as a friendly Winnie here.
1: Oh, is that right? (laughs) Do I get a 5% um, part of that credit for for navigation?
4: I'll give you 3% and uh, an extra swig of ale later.
1: Fair enough, I guess. We're taking the blunt of the blows as soon as we walk in. Three uh, percent? I'm grateful.
4: That's that's more like it. And that's what I'm getting at. I I've spent almost as much time trampling these forests as you have. And
1: You are old. Never than me.
4: was uh, yes. I spent a lot of time inside at the monastery. Um I also was never much of a gifted man for cartography but I'm going to motion to like the entrance to the volcano that's like spilling out with chaos corrupted and be like <laughs> I believe we found where we're going I can take head just to absorb the blows in case anything decides to move against us
3: very well I'll hang back and let you do that
0: are
3: you doing that now? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll move ahead.
4: Remember, friends, death is part of life and part of nature's great balance. Do not fear it.
3: Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's go destroy the evil thing.
1: <laughs> I feel and like so- Winnie maybe shares a look with Magnus when Arcus says that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you go to destroy the thing um, I do so wonder
2: if, sit- if so I, I just I do wonder if Winnie and if Arcus is aware that when he's preaching Winnie and, he knows Winnie and Magnus aren't taking him seriously <laughs> like he was totally sincere about the marble statue <laughs> he's like, like he does not know they're making fun of him at
0: all <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited (laughs) also it is so hard um especially like with this group of people because i've always been a player and so you guys are talking and i'm like i don't have an npc here i keep wanting to say things but i can't (laughs) the voice of god says the voice of furia says
2: (laughs) (laughs) voice of furia
0: (laughs) okay any hoozles. um So you go to Destroy the Evil Thing. Uh, Yeah, so you mentioned an entrance to a volcano, which I didn't explicitly say, but you were on point. There is, in fact, an entrance. You're going to have to go probably another, like, quarter mile. um, Winding-ish up. Um, And this path sort of widens out into a hallway. Um, There is a staircase. Staircase is a really strong word. There's a series of... Horizontal outcroppings that wind their way upward, ostensibly to the very top of Mount Vrular. As you stand at this opening, do you just like walk in? What do you do?
2: I'm going to raise my shield first.
1: <clears throat> can I? Excellent choice. Can I roll for notice? Can. Oh, first roll of the season! First
0: roll! Oh! So, <laughs> so yeah, we should probably mention something very important that we oh, haven't said so that. Mention something yeah. so important. By we got the so engrossed
3: in the like, cold open that we haven't explained anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, haven't explained anything. Surprise! So this season, we're oh. running uh I am running this game in and they're playing in it, uh, Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. Ooh. Um because I like to try new things, and um, I have very little experience with this system. They have none. Um, so we're all going to learn this together. <laughs> um, because of who I am as a person, there's going to be a lot of things that are rule of cool, and then I will probably pick four random things out of the core rulebook, That I have decided are important and will always be militantly rules as (laughs) written about. And honestly, we just don't know what those are until they come up. Yep. So uh, the thing about Savage Worlds or Suede um, is that there isn't a d20. So essentially all of your skills, instead of leveling up and adding modifiers, you increase the size of the die from a d4 to a d12 players who ha- are what we like to call wild cards which are essentially they're characters that get billing and have speaking lines <laughs> um so top billing characters get also get to roll a d6 with their roles um some of our npcs uh again the ones who make the top billing who are the and so and so with so and so that you see at the end of the credits line when they introduce all the stars for the movie um, they will also get an extra D6 with their roll. So as you will notice, um, I believe, do I do I make the target beforehand? No, I guess no, in I, this sense I wouldn't make a target. It's always you would... it's
1: always a four. Uh, you always want to hit a four for whatever task you're trying to accomplish. But depending on how hard or easy it is, you I get I can add modifiers yeah. for it. So like if okay. it's really hard, you would add a negative or a minus two. Right. to my modifier yeah. I believe I believe that's how it works.
0: No, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um so what I am going to do and another thing that we didn't mention earlier I have cr- everyone has made such stacked characters. <laughs> These are arguably more powerful than characters can get in this system if you are running it organically like for a campaign. All of our characters have all of our wild cards have started out at a higher ranking than is possible to achieve, I think, with rules as written, (laughs) um, unless you played for a very long time. Ostensibly not rules as intended. Um, And this is because, as we're at the end of their journey, they are folk heroes. They are on the border of becoming mythological legends. And this whole season, this story we're telling, is what happens after the battle um when their power begins to dissipate when they're no longer constantly grinding xp as you would in most video games um and uh there are other factors in the world at play but instead of increasing their ranking every few episodes they will be losing powers and abilities um And I think, I'd like to think that somewhere in between there, we, like, can do something fun, like define what it really means to be a hero. There is a chance it just will suck. (laughs) Um, And it's like, what, and there's a chance that the answer, what does it mean to be a hero, is, well, you can kill dragons with your mind. So (laughs) we'll find that out together. Um, Anyway, you were making a notice, uh, yes,
1: check? Yeah, so, um... My notice is a D6 plus two, so um, I'm rolling a D6 for my skill ability, and then another D6 because of my wild die. So let's see what I get. And if either of them roll a six, that's called an ace, basically an exploding dice, and I get to roll that one again. And I did roll one, so that's... Excellent. um, What a
0: good roll to explain the rules on.
1: I know, right? Um, so that is 10, or I guess 12 right there with the plus two, um... 16 total. (laughs) So what is that? Like
0: four races?
2: (laughs) 16 out of four.
0: So um, I think you mentioned this, and I don't think we went in depth. So it takes a four is a raise, and then for every four you get above the initial number, um, that counts as an additional raise. There are certain certain rolls, checks, attribute traits that you will need uh, to hit a certain number, and then anything above that number counts as a raise. We'll get to those when we get to them. Um, so yeah, that is ridiculously good. Excellent. Um, you're looking into this hallway. Um, a few things about this hallway. It is empty. Nice. There are no weird <laughs> hidden movie traps. Nice. There aren't like fake floor tiles that explode into something else there aren't uh there are very clearly not other people in here you have no reason to believe there's a secret fake styrofoam rock styrofoam doesn't exist here so (laughs) obviously but um rock that someone is hiding behind Mm -hmm. um you note that it is definitely man-made in the in that sense that fantasy worlds have many races of people
5: Mm
0: -hmm. um but it is not a naturally occurring cave you do note that the structure as you i'm gonna say that you enter it Mm -hmm. you have to establish that there is no the coast do be clear yeah the coast is so fucking clear (laughs) the coast is a swarovski crystal if i can say swarovski (laughs) um but uh yeah you notice that this stairwell which is sort of a wide uh, spiral staircase is very roughly hewn. Um, This is something that was done by people very quickly with uh, obviously with skill, but not with much care for the aesthetics. Uh, You can look along the ground and see that there is a slight path worn um, where people tend to walk, but it is not so smoothed down that you would think this is often traversed. Um, and I'm going to sort of let this notice check sort of retroactively apply this pathway. And again, I'm using the word pathway. So 10, like so tenuously, like that you've been walking up is not something that has been traversed. And it would seem that people at what I'm going to call it, the camp at the base of this mountain do not often, uh, summit um there were creatures and things um that could very easily kill the average person but none of you are average people um so i think as you take that in mind you're not entirely sure how long it has been since someone has come up here but it has been a while and you are confident that You three are alone. Great. Sounds good.
4: Did anybody else believe there would be something more... demonic in here?
3: I don't know what I was expecting, but I did expect a bit more fanfare from being honest.
4: I don't Uh, like this. I, I might be overthinking it, but it seems off.
1: I don't know how more off it could be than the situation that we've already put ourselves in.
3: That is an excellent point. Um, I would like to make like a occult check, I think, to like de- see if I can like detect any obviously like magical stuff beyond like this just being a spooky mouth.:
0: Yeah, I'm going to give you a flat roll on that one. Okay. Um, I think Magnus is, as like a wizard who studies kind of, all, like taboo adjacent magic, you have a working knowledge of the occult, and you have been like actively working against this threat. Um, however, you do not have the in-depth knowledge of whatever the fuck is going on here.
3: Gotcha. Um, so I should roll then? Yeah. Okay. Okay um that is going to be a nine
0: okay so that's one two raises because that's how math works actually um well i think if if the target number is
1: four the target number is always four so that's yeah that's the first so it would be one raise after that so the raise applies to the the first four points after the target number yeah yeah so one raise yes yes
0: just to be clear on that, just so we're all, just to be very yeah, specific I'm, about it. I'm kind of, yeah, that is correct. And in my mind, I just, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, with that, you are expecting something more. Um, it seems that this site. So, the thing about the, <laughs> the thing about the row is. The area that you are familiar with, the organization known as the Hooded Lantern, they are a very regimented, formalized structure. They are an institution. Um, that does not mean, like, this blight that has hit the land is not inherently a part of that institution in the ways that people see gods and create religions around how to worship them. Um, that is... What your occult knowledge—that uh, is what your occult knowledge would grant you. So in this case, it would seem that while you are at the center of this kind of power, a just because it's like a physical or an anchor to this power, it doesn't mean that this is where the people um, are the most concentrated physically. Um, and b. You're kind of in the eye of a hurricane.
3: Ah, I see. Okay. I think that we should make our way a bit faster. If that's okay with the legs of you two.
1: What's on your mind?
3: There is sort of a pressure here. Uh, A sense of feeling that... I well, look around, it's all calm, even with the rush of air and the feeling of heat from the lava, it still feels still and quiet. It's not like a battlefield where there's a lot of energy, but it's latent. Something is stirring here that's powerful and different than the normal foot and rank and file soldiers of the brow that we're used to dealing with. So. I'm curious to find out what's in the volcano. (laughs) I uh, I think Magnus is, like, a little bit giddy, actually. (coughs) He wants to crack this mystery.
1: All right, Argos, get a move on.
4: Ugh. Haven't you ever heard the phrase, curiosity killed
3: the chimera? Well, we killed the chimera, but it was, uh, it was sort of a good apocryphal tale to spread, I do grant you that.
4: What did you end up doing with that thing's pelt, anyway?
3: Oh, well, I gave it to her Mortalia. I had it made into a nice leather suede coat, but, uh... Sort of got lost on an exped... It's a long story, but, uh... It's got good use.
2: Arcos's face is gonna, like, fall a bit when you mention your wife. Um, and then be like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> We're here for a reason. <laughs> um put up the shield um when i walk up to uh where the source of energy is could i say a quick prayer for any sort of guidance on how to poke this bear with the stick yeah so a faith check for me is a d12 could i make that
0: you can go ahead and make a faith check and you do have to say your prayer Oh, <laughs> I did not think of that.
2: Okay. And then plus my uh, wild so, card. die. Wild cards, a d12 and a d6.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um, I guess I'll say it before I roll. <clears throat> Dear Fever. Okay. Um.
0: <clears throat> you don't have to like, pr- I mean, a, however, whatever you say in a prayer could be personal <laughs> to Brother Arcos. Like you don't have yeah. to <laughs> full on Lord's Prayer it, but you so gotta I'm... let me know what you're thinking at least.
2: All right, uh in your head again, in my head, I'm going to say, um, Vera, you've guided me here, and if this is the last day that you use me on this land, uh, let it be so. but I ask for your guidance at least one more time. Uh, to snuff out uh, this corruption. Please do not turn you back on me now. So three and an eight. That's an 11.
0: Okay. Cool. Math.
2: Almost two Um, raises.
0: (laughs) you, You let out that prayer as you're going up this staircase which just opens up into like toward the sky there's not another like floor or a structure here and as you are cresting that threshold for a moment you see a break of sunlight in the clouds and then it is gone
2: (laughs) i I feel like I would actually, like, start to tear up, be like, it's gonna be okay, like, I'm, (laughs) uh, they didn't turn their back on me, and I, I'll savor a little bit of warmth from the sun for just a second, because God knows, literally, how long it's been (laughs) walking up a mountain since I've seen sunlight, It's very important for people of my religion
0: yeah and also like this whole area of uh the land, you're in the southeastern part of the continent it definitely suffers from spooky empire syndrome no, where no. it's so cloudy all the goddamn time so you have not seen the sun in quite some while
2: arcos and has it, it's like been
0: few and far between
2: he's got the worst uh sads like spiritual or <laughs> spiritual affective depression disorder right now
0: <laughs> yeah um Uh, So you crest it, and uh, you find yourself on this fairly flat area your companions follow behind, I assume? Yeah. And you're on the edge of the caldera of the volcano. You are, should you look down, it is incredibly unsafe. You could jump in and fall. It is at least a hundred yards down. Um, you don't see any... I don't know if at this point it's lava or magma, right? Because like it's technically above or below. <laughs> but we're just going to say lava. You can't quite see any lava because there is so much smoke. The air is sickeningly sweet. Um, you guys have been walking for a while. You are also imbued with such supernatural strength um, and that... A normal person probably would have started having symptoms of, I don't know what it's called when you breathe in like a ton of sulfur for hours and hours on end, but like, whatever that is. (laughs) A good time. Yeah. (laughs)
5: A good um, time,
3: yeah, man. But as
0: you stir, I used to in-
3: half-sulfur as a lad. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: doesn't even get you high. Why well, <laughs> <laughs> do that to yourself?
3: Just because it looked cool. Just I didn't know it all. didn't get me high when I tried it. <laughs>
0: That's why you were smoking it for so long. <laughs> so you were just waiting for it
3: to hit. Flash cut to like three months ago when like Julian is asking him why he has sulfur. And it's like, I didn't know beforehand, but now you know. So you don't have to have sulfur. I just <laughs> yeah, have regular drugs.
0: I already drugs. knew that flash cut to present. Like. Flash cut to present. Um, flash like cut to present as you breathe in a familiar, <laughs> sickeningly... Uh, <laughs> Why did we make that canon? Don't give him that. Because I'm DMing. <laughs> he just oh took some, son, some off the ground for no. later. In my <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe anyway, back to my dramatic time. description. Um, you cannot. You can see the lava in... Bursts like veins when the smog moves just right. And there is a topaz fire glowing from beneath. And you stand here. And now you really take in the rumbles. As you approach the afternoon, you are at the top of a mountain, there are storm clouds swirling, lightning begins to strike farther away, a few seconds, and the crash of thunder. Again, the thunder comes quicker, and again, until moments of you... It takes a moment to register. I'm sure you guys are familiar with what it means when the gap between the lightning and the thunder gets narrow and narrow. And as all of you dawn with that realization, there is a strike from right above, straight into the center of a volcano. And a thunder erupts so loudly. It is all that you can hear. And it goes on. Just a few more seconds than you would think. Just a little bit longer. And the way I kind of think about this, you know how, or if you don't know, but you know how there are those radio stations that are pure static, and it's just people reading numbers every so often for like coded messages?
3: What? No, I'm not familiar <laughs> with that at all. That sounds <laughs> rad, though.
0: I mean, they exist.
3: I mean, cool. It's, didn't know it's that. It's so
0: creepy. Um,
3: yeah, horrifying.
0: Right, and and obviously there are people who are using that for some... I mean, it's just on a radio frequency. It's not like you, like, fucking tuned into, like, K-O-Z-P and, like, yeah, <laughs> that's corrupted like, number, number noises. Um, <laughs> but um, in that way where there is something trying to communicate with each of you in in like it it's some kind of encryption we would call it encryption I don't think either any of your characters would have the context or the understanding to know what that is but Winnie in this thunder you hear a familiar voice speaking steadily and the sound from a memory and it feels like it's coming to you in an echo as if when that conversation happened it those sounds didn't dissipate into ether but they just carried and carried for miles and miles this would have been years ago And that's how long it took for the echo of that conversation to arrive here to you again. And you hear the voice of Envy the last time you saw her saying, My love, do not worry yourself. I know this road better than you by now. I'll return before you even begin to miss me. What
1: would Winnie have said in
0: response to that?
1: I think you underestimate how much I miss you whenever you're gone. (laughs) But be safe.
0: I will. And I'm... Darling, I'm stronger than you often give me credit for. And you and Avi will be fine for the week. Get help from Eleanor if you're worried the house will burn down. Honestly, I'd rather not go, but this situation requires a delicate touch. If it weren't necessary, I would be here with you. I'll come back
1: as soon as I can. I know how strong you are. We'll be fine. I love you. I love you too. Goodbye.
0: And Arcos, the thunder in your ears turns into the chaotic cheers of a crowd. You feel the heat of the volcano and the heat of praise being absorbed in your skin like sunlight. Could you describe what Arcos's weapon looks like
2: Arcos has a uh, a mace it's relatively large um, but he's a half giant so compared to anybody else it's just huge
0: <laughs> well, It's like half huge, right? Yeah, half huge. Half huge.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, it's proportional to him just like a large mace. It's a flanged um <laughs> it's a flanged mace and um it has a very light uh uh sort of sunlight radiant glow about it um not enough to actually you know act as a flashlight in a dark area but enough to where it looks cool um he's uh it's um uh, the, the top is a really polished steel that almost looks like a silver alloy. I don't know if you can actually make those two metals into an alloy. What's very we
0: now <laughs> in this world of craze.
2: <laughs> so it looks like a steel silver alloy. It's really shiny. Um and it's got a, a gold hilt, and then there's a a beautiful ancient wood um sort of base on it with a leather wrapped around it. Um,
3: Does Argo's and, uh, ever look at his reflection in the super shiny metal of his mace? he
5: <laughs> <laughs> like, ever so check yourself the,
3: out?
1: Constantly. The flings
3: are, are thick enough to do that, but it's
2: he, he might like use it to look at like a blemish a, or, like, a, a, single,
1: eye a, <laughs> a single eye at a time. Single eye at a time. You get too close <laughs> and you poke yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he checks it out to in, in case he, he to see if he's got a black eye. One eye yeah. at a time.
0: <laughs> um. This is not one of those instances. (laughs) This is uh, another memory of sorts. Um, The cheers are echoing and echoing with the thunder, and then someone quiets the people who have gathered and says, And on this day, in the light of the ever-shining sun, We recognize you formally as our brother, Arcos, for your pledge under the watchful eye of Phyria and for establishing certainty in the changing tides of life. May you be a rock within the ocean. May you be the sun's rise. May you be every good thing that lies between life and death. May you remain true to yourself, to your oath to all those who came before and all those yet to come. Rise, Brother Arcos, wreathed in the light of your destiny. And this, I mean, obviously you have your mace in hand, and I think as the blinding light of the lightning strike wipes out every other thing around you, your hands tighten as those words, as if they were being told to you again now, resonate in your mind among the clatter of thunder. Awesome. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> um. <laughs> Fucking rad, right, dude. Magnus. You hear the thunder. Your eyes are not for the first time consumed by a blinding white light.
3: Okay, here we go again.
0: Except this isn't anything like the last time aside from that one specific detail. You hear amidst the din of thunder a language you do not recognize but somehow understand, saying, I do not know. It feels like a few seconds pass, and then there is another whisper in another language. Um, and before you even get a chance, To try and reconcile what it could possibly mean. You hear all of these whispers pouring out slowly, boiling into one and another like lightning, like thunder. Some of them are simple sentences. Some of them you can hear a voice for paragraphs. It is... Um, it's, it's like standing in a crowd where everyone is talking and you can take your focus to one conversation or another to hear bits and pieces. Some are so short that by the time you recognize that what words they're saying, it's gone. And many of them, are. you could assume maybe every language that has ever been spoken. You, you simply don't know. You don't have names for these languages. You don't understand the words or the sounds and you're sort of losing yourself in this moment, you're not entirely sure, for someone whose specialty is managing time, how much has passed. It feels like a small eternity that you are listening to this constant, overwhelming drone of information and whispers that you go ahead and make me, I would say something along notice, Do you want to, if I, I'm going to give Magnus an opportunity to try and derive some sense from this. If there's something else that you think might be more applicable that you have, uh, as a skill.
3: Um.
0: You're just straight up smarts.
3: Yeah. So.
0: I think it would be, I think it might be spirit.
3: Yeah. So I kind of like, I think what Magnus would try to do is like. I think he, in his, like, wizard brain, is, like, this is, like, a huge rush of magical, like, magically induced information. I think he wants to sort of, like, try to cast um, a spell that is, like, not... It's, like, you wouldn't call it a spell. You would call it a memory trick of, like, using numbers and things to, like, associate information in your brain and, like, split it. But because this is so much information, I want to, like, make a spell casting check to, like... Try to isolate, like, 10%, maybe, of, like, what is being spoken into my brain.
0: Okay. I want you to go ahead and make a smart check to see if you can even think to know to cast this. Okay. This is something, it feels like it is taking a long time. It is almost instantaneous.
3: Okay. Uh, and
0: I'm going to give you a minus three.
3: Minus three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, that's going to be a two
0: okay yeah this is I, with a two I won't tell you exactly what this is um, you are one of the smartest people one of the most adept mages that exists on this planet and it is overwhelming to you okay And as you, what happens is this. You think for a moment, I should try and find a way to cut through the noise and figure out something or anything about what this could possibly be trying to tell me in whatever code or what these voices have in common. You hear the sound of a very familiar woman among them, saying do, do not. And then it is drowned out by the other echoes of whatever memories these are. And I think that is what catches you.
3: Um, I think hearing that voice like, um... I think definitely like a burning sort of energy ignites within Magnus and just like in his head he's like Don't you fucking use her voice in my head. Um and he uh like I think just just gonna try to like shake himself like out of the like shock of the thunder.
0: And as you work to shake yourself out of that shock amidst the thunder all of you here not only in this moment what i described to you but it's like you're more connected to the earth or the, the earth the ground the earth in that sense itself There is the grinding of tectonic plates that take eons to move. Which is its own kind of language, ancient, guttural, primordial, and slow. There is a thought, something being communicated to each of you in this moment, without It's almost as if it was sent out and it doesn't materialize into words until your brain tries to make sense of what is being spoken, in the same way that an encrypted message is just noise, except to the person who has the key. You only define darkness for its absence. You will do no great deed here. You will sunder as I have sundered. You will destroy as I have destroyed. You will cast light where I have cast darkness. And when you see what you have wrought, you will find it wanting." Echoing in your mind, in the sound of whatever voice tends to narrate your thoughts, as if this idea came from within you and was alien to you all at once. The ground shakes. You close your eyes, blinking away the phosphines and pain. Somehow not actually blinded in this moment. What are your first thoughts?
3: Magnus is, like, pissed that, like, this thing, like... Magnus is, like you said, very smart. Like, probably at this point, the most powerful, like, wizard in Koira, at the very least.
0: I think, I, yeah. Yeah, I, definitely in Koira, for sure. Aziz.
3: I think that, like, he, like, just trying to put some things together in his mind, like the lightning strikes and then the, like, shifting of the tectonic plates, the volcano, the strange cryptic message saying, basically saying, like, if you fuck with me, it's going to fuck everything up. And I think, like, he's, hit the conclusion he's reaching is, like, we are so close. Like, whatever is in the heart of this volcano is bargaining with us and trying to scare us from carrying out our plans. And, like, enough is enough. Like, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to throw magic. Like, let's get in there. Um, It's game time. Um,
2: Arcos is thinking a very similar thing. And that... <clears throat> you know, he's, this blight's been around for 500 years, and he's a child of the forest, right? He's half giant. So he's dealt with it for a while. And then it, it being a force of corruption and chaos and darkness, it's sort of antithetical to his, to his order and his monastery. So he's fought this directly or indirectly for the last you know two decades. It's like, there's you know, he's like forty years old. This thing had a long time for negotiation. And if it's suddenly gonna start uh trying to make deals when we're at its throat, then you know it's it's time for that's past. <laughs> you know? I I it's time to smite.
1: Um one of the hindrances I picked for Winnie is thin skinned, but Especially, like, with this memory that she was just shown, it's very bittersweet, of course. So I think she's probably, like, rubbing tears out of her eyes really quickly, but she is determined to not let this force, like, ruin her life or ruin anyone else's life more than it already has. So she stays steady.
0: I... I think one of the things I like about running games is you put things, uh, in the story and you get to see how people interpret and react to them. Um, I just, it's very interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> I
2: also, I've got the hindrance vow. So, and it, it is, uh, so no matter what Brendan as a player thinks, the game mechanic, I have to, to try and attack it. And I realize now I shouldn't have taken Death Wish wish with it, because that means if I see a blight thing and I roll a check that's like you have a one hundred percent chance of death, like because I have vow and Death Wish, if it's something I'm vowed to fight against, I have to do it. So. <laughs> Bless you. So, mechanically, uh, devil may care. I don't have a choice.
0: <laughs> <And> that's fine. <laughs> um, because what happens next, I, I'm sure there are mechanics for, but I'm just going to narrate. Remember that part where I mentioned it felt as though you were communicating with the land itself? Mm. Um, the movement of tectonic plates. Uh, Not quite actually, uh, tectonic plates on that scale, but the earth was shaking. The volcano wasn't quite erupting in the sense of a sudden explosion, but the lava is getting higher. And at first, you're worried that maybe there's some pressure buildup and it is slowly rising, um... Noticeably so, except then you realize it is getting higher in the middle of the, in, of the caldera than it is on the sides, and rather than an eruption, it is an emergence of a creature, black as obsidian, with ink-like veins dripping into the lava itself. Veins synonymous, I would say with those that have wrapped around animals and plants and the land uh, that you've seen your entire lives in one place or another as a behemoth of darkness and stone and lava emerges from the center of this volcano and stares each of you down this is when you will shuffle the deck of fate. And see how this plays out. <laughs> L- literally shuffle the deck. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> shuffling the deck of fate. Um.
3: So uh, again, so while we're taking a moment to shuffle the cards, so like where are we positioned relative to this thing? Are we like at like the top of the, the crest of the volcano, like looking down into it? Or are we like, yeah, okay. And so it is, like, huge. It's, like, standing.
0: It is gargantuan. There's, like, a size thing in Suede. Let
3: me... But it's, like, Uh, a thing that is, like, volcano-sized, basically. That is, like, coming out of a volcano. Right.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Also, Mills, I... I mean, I guess if we're doing quick combat, this doesn't really matter, but I get two action cards whenever we draw. So it's basically (laughs) advantage on initiative, so you can draw two for me and I get to choose one. Okay,
0: cool. Cool. Who should I draw first? Who wants to be drawn first, I should say? You can draw me. And I'll just go to a circle. And I get two. Oh, two kings. Oh, let's go. Nice. Um, Okay. Uh, We'll do Arcos, seven of hearts. All right. Um, Magnus, ace of diamonds. Damn! Let's go, baby. And our lava behemoth. Two or a blight behemoth. I like that better. Six of diamonds. Okay, I'm gonna drop this in the live chat so you guys can see, so you don't have to remember. Okay. Ace of diamonds, Magnus.
3: Okay, so big lava or big blight behemoth appears.
0: It's a blight lava behemoth. It's a whole thing
3: on this volcano. <laughs> the um, big
2: blight. Yeah, lava I can give you a behemoth. little bit
0: of an idea of sort of what you're looking at specifically. So. As this creature is still emerging, I will say because all of you managed to uh, draw higher than it, so um, y- you gotta get. It's not like fully like out yet. Um, you can see a large central form of dark black rock, mat crumbling as if even the foundation of this creature is itself corrupted by the blight that consumes and powers it. Um, Lava rivulets are draining off of it, um, and little channels that swell and cool and harden around it. It seems to have two large appendages that might act as Arms, in a sense, they don't end in hands but just sort of a cobble of rock weaved together with a sickly black tendril where you would find joints. Um, it doesn't really have a head, it doesn't, but there is sort of a maw that opens and in. Perhaps the most unsettling feature where the top of this creature and everything else seems to be rock with these black tendrils acting like webbing, holding it together. The Maw itself has these jagged teeth-like tentacles that hiss like <laughs> outward in pure rage.
3: Um Magnus is going to sort of, like, look at this thing emerge with this giant gaping maw and these, like, sort of horrible appendages um, and uh, is going to react like, hmm, well, where did this little creature come from? Um, and is kind of, like, going to be just, like, taken aback for a second at how fucked this thing is. Um, and then I want to try to cast a power to, uh, freeze it in time, if I can.
0: (laughs) Is this an innate power, or is this, uh, one of the ones that we're bargaining back and forth about?
3: This is a bargain one. This is, I want to basically do, like, momentary stasis, except in Savage Worlds.
0: Okay, stopping it in time is definitely, it's just gonna cost you, uh, five power points. Like, there's- that's that's a big thing okay um and then i think i feel like it would be your spellcasting against its bigger okay i think that seems like a reasonable thing to sort of shake off the the calls of time
3: sure yeah all right my spellcasting is uh a d12 plus two uh, so we'll see how this goes. Okay, uh, that is going to be a 13.
0: Okay, and you also also added your d6, yeah?
3: Oh, you add the d6 to it?
0: Yeah, whenever you're doing a trait roll, you roll a d6.
3: Oh, okay, so yeah, so then plus what I rolled on the d6, that's going to be a
0: 15. A 15, okay, I have a d12 and... I give it a plus two to bigger specifically It is a very large thing and it's not as vigorous as it is strong. I did describe it as crumbling and it is powered by a very corrosive blight. Um, I also get to roll a d6 because this is a wild card. Valid. Um, okay. So that's eight. So yeah. Um, what does it look like when Magnus, attempts to stop this creature momentarily in time
3: um yeah on magnus's
0: end at least
3: so on Magnus. so like yeah like magnus is magnus i think perceives his own like space-time magic differently than people on the outside of it just because like when he's casting it he's like f- like manipulating things relative to where he is in space-time so for his from his perspective. Like he, uh, sort of like, gestures with his hands in sort of a round, like encapsulating motion around uh, the figure in front of him, and Very it just
0: sorcery supreme.
3: Yes, exactly, and it sort of like freezes and like as if like it was like freeze framed where it was, and then sort of like people observing this would sort of see like a crease, like a like a rough crease around this figure and it sort of like looks like you're looking at a mirage almost where if you like were to change like from which angle you view it from like it would look like there's some weird light distortion but like if you approach it you would be able to like interact with it but it just like looks weird because it is like very much a segment out of time now
0: yeah so it's like you took something and lasso tool cut it out and then moved the moved it forward one frame in time. So it just barely like it is in the same, it's in like the last frame, but the rest of the scene is in the next. Exactly. I I get Um, you. I get you. Yeah. (laughs) As, as Magnus traces this large circle in the air, um, moving your hands steadily along this continuous arc, these sort of runes that to the untrained eye almost look like cracks in reality as if you were sort of shattering glass in a circle form. And in that same instant that you are tracing them in front of you, they make the 360 degrees of space around this creature and sort of tighten like cling wrap to its borders. And one thing you notice as someone who is very adept with um time, this is not the first instance of you casting a spell like this, is that living creatures versus objects have very different sort of reactions to this spell. It works the same in this in the in both ways, but you notice that the rocks seem to just be still like a statue. Um, which would make sense. If you freeze a statue in time, no one is going <laughs> to notice unless they look very close <laughs> and see it. Um What is actually exerting more of the magical energy, or what you're exerting more of the magical energy on, is those thick black tendrils rather than the rock itself, as if that is the part that is alive, quote, quote, so to speak, rather than the rocks around it. It is almost negligible to freeze a solid object. Um, in time compared to something that is actively trying to move and resist it. Mm. Um, and that's just something Magnus would notice as you take a step back. Are you moving or doing anything else on your turn?
3: Um, no. I think he is just focused on holding the spell. Um, so he just like looks like very uh, like concentrated with his hands out and sort of his like gray robe like flowing while he's like sort of holding the spell in place.
0: All right, Winnie, you're up. Arcos, you're on deck.
1: Yeah. So Winnie's big thing is uh, shoot arrow. So I am going shoot to shoot arrow. arrow. <laughs> um, but I have a spell that is literally called smite that just adds extra damage. I don't know what the whole action economy here. I guess that would be like a multi-action for for one round to do I to cast both the spell so. and also shoot.
0: Yeah, unless this spell, um, does it? What's the link? Let me look at the spell. Um,
1: it only says duration five, but that's I think for how long it lasts for. Yeah, I think it would technically count as a as a double action. So it's just like it lowers my modifier.
0: Yeah. Okay. Duration five is dumb. <laughs> that shouldn't be a thing. Like, cause everything else has a unit. Yeah. So I'm going to say in this case, um. Yeah. So you it says explicitly that you can cast it on an entire like on your entire quiver. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to say that like you have already cast it on your weapon. Okay. Um in the same way that like in a like this is our first time doing combat, we can assume that generally yeah. you know you're going up to the spooky place. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to cast it on yeah. there and it'll last for a little while. Okay um Formation five. What that even?
1: I think that's what five that... rounds, maybe. No, n- literally nothing.
0: Oh, huh, maybe.
1: Because I think, yes. like, I think everything you do is an action, and you can do multiple actions in a round. It just is detrimental to your role if you do multiple actions in a round.
0: It is. Yeah. It's just that, like, some things specifically say, like, duration: ten minutes, oh, one hour. Um, <laughs> All of mine just say five, five or instant. <laughs> For instant
1: yeah.
0: Um, hmm. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay, let me pull up the, the thing. <laughs> okay, what are the duration? Okay, yeah, it is rounds, unless otherwise, no. Okay, okay, great. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll say that as soon as you got up to I mean, as soon as you got up to the edge and the lightning started striking closer and closer, I think that's probably when you would have cast it. Mm-hmm. And all that thunder nonsense happened in a fraction of a second, right. so that didn't really count. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, yeah, You got it for five rounds.
1: Um, Cool. So I'm just going to sh- roll shooting, I guess. Yes. Ooh, nice. Okay, that's... 14 and that has to exceed
0: um the behemoth's parry yes
1: parry yes yeah not toughness toughness is damage yeah oh so it does okay cool (laughs)
0: um sorry
1: okay so then uh i'm shooting with my longbow um cool so it's a longbow so it does 2d6 damage and i'm trying to beat its toughness that
0: is a six and you're trying to beat its toughness score yes
1: that does not okay so then nothing happens i believe so i still like hit it i'm like in
0: gate like in narrative but like
1: yeah it okay. doesn't take a wound
0: gotcha um. Yeah, so you pull back this bow. It is made of a beautifully crafted wood. I think it probably has, like, uh, silver filigree mm-hmm. up along the top edges and uh, where, like, the string attaches. As you fire your arrows that have been... And that's including the smite stuff, yeah, for damage. No, it's not. We went through all of that, and I forgot to add that. Hold on. Um. <laughs> so it
1: would be... <laughs> It says plus two or plus four. So I don't um, know.
2: So it depends if you have a. Uh, if you get a raise, I believe, when you roll.
1: Okay, okay. So I got a 14. So did I get a raise? You did. Oh, okay. Perfect. So that would be 10 then for toughness.
0: Okay. And meets it, and... beats it for this. Oh. You do not beat it. Ah, it yep. is very tough. It it has a very low parry. It is very easy to hit the giant rock monster. But not easy to <laughs> yeah, oh. wound. Yeah, I guess I will say it is frozen in time. I feel like something should be given to that. Okay, so let's say he's vulnerable. I think that's the one that we care about. Vulnerable mm-hmm. um, just gives you a plus two to attack. Okay. So I don't think... does anything so that would be 16 if we were adding that to my 16 that would be two raises higher okay so then which i think would add another plus two to your damage okay so that would be um or i'm gonna say it adds another plus two i feel like you should get bonuses for having more raises. yeah so that would be
1: a plus six Total, so that would be twelve. For a twelve, would need it. <laughs> That'd
0: be great if I could if I could wound it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that you can issue Ace a wound. Nice. Or you can wound it. I wounded it. Um. Okay. So, as you pull back your bow. And you switch and you grab one of your smite, uh, your smited arrows. What does the magic that? Actually, I'm just going to tell say what the magic. Yeah, means go for like, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, these are your ordinary silver-tipped arrows. Um, they match your bow. Um, I think the smite, the ritual that you perform on it, is almost like a prayer. It's not. Um, To a god or anything in particular, it's almost like a meditation with nature, a quiet moment with yourself, sort of honoring the earth that you get, the materials, the wood, the silver, the feathers from the birds. Um, And something that I think you've probably been doing since you were young, um, but I think like your parents would have taught you. A very young age before you went out for a hunt. And as you've gotten older, the repetition of that ritual began to imbue these arrows with just some of the resonant magic that exists in any place that bears life. And it is with that sort of reflection on life that a faint sort of moon glow uh, easy enough not to notice in direct sunlight here despite the fact that there is the illumination from the lava it is cloudy and it is clear and a blue white that pierces through one of the the joints a mage of that sickly black ooze and sears directly not quite severing one of those large rocky arms from its core it can't recoil, it can't move, it couldn't even fall it's frozen in time Um, and your arrow is stuck in the midst of that joint the way a piece of sand is stuck in an oyster, it can't quite move around it Um, as it struggles against the forces of time. And I think with that, you know that you struck as well as you possibly could have. Anything else in that moment?
1: Um, no, I think she just gets ready to keep doing it.
0: As you begin to knock your next arrow, Arcos, what do you do here?
2: I'd like to cast the power Bolt. Um, what Bolt does... uh says... Uh, Bolt sends damaging bursts of, in my case, Holy Light... Uh, ...toward one's foes. There are no range penalties, but the arcane skill roll is affected by cover, illumination, and other usual penalties. The damage of Bolt is 2d6 and 3d6 with a raise. Um, as far as what I roll for that...
0: So I would believe. What's your spell casting powered by?
2: Um, I have a D twelve to spell casting. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so I you would roll your D twelve plus your. I don't. Th- I don't think a trait check. I don't think a it, no it attacks do count for trait checks. D twelve plus a D six.
4: Got it.
2: Uh, oh, the six exploded and the 12 exploded. All right. Nice. Got a 12 and a six. And then a one and a three. That makes sense. <laughs> 12, six, one, three, 10, 22. That's a 22. Where
0: did the fourth dice come from? Oh, you exploded. Uh, did you explode ex- both of them?
2: Both of them. I rolled a 12 and a six on the 12 yeah, and the the six. Yeah, the
0: 22 hits.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,. It should give you extra... Yeah, like you should roll extra damage, I think, per raise.
0: So, range. it's 2d6 or
2: 3d6 with a raise, so...
0: Let, let me think. What did you get? 22?
4: Yep. Okay,
0: so that would be 3 raises. So you, uh, I'm, a, I'm letting you guys add a d6 per raise over. So it's like or five not a d6, d6 per raise over, but whatever happens when you get a raise, you can add a you can increase that per each raise cuz i so, think that's fun and you're super powerful
2: <laughs> thank you well so 4 would be 1 and then N- no would be so you hit
0: f- the you hit its parry and then it's right. every 4 over the parry right so you're getting okay. 3d6 from raises and then 2d6 from the base damage so that's 5d6 total
2: got it i think i only have one with me <laughs> Four,
6: Four, five, five, three is twelve.
0: It's not how it works, rules as written, but it's how we're running for 13. at least the first few episodes.
2: <laughs> uh, that's sixteen damage of holy light.
0: Sixteen. Okay, so that's a wound. Woo!
2: And there goes, uh, one second. Healing bolt. What? That's only one PowerPoint. It's insane.
0: Well, it's it's more powerful the way I I, we're doing it. That's true. It's (laughs) It's
2: a pro point.
1: Okay. I see Bolt as like Eldritch Blast, basically. Yeah, a strong spell that you can just keep doing.
0: Yeah, it's just consistent damage. Okay, now it's this guy's turn. It is bound. What is the word? We're gonna use the actual words. It is. Oh, it is bound. Yeah, yeah I was that gonna is say the bound word. and vulnerable. It's bound. Um, so it's going to use its turn to try to break free of being bound. Okay. I think. Well, I think we're going to continue to contest this. Okay. Um, I don't really. I'm sure there are rules somewhere in here about things, and I'm not going to look them up at this juncture because my brain hurts. <laughs>
3: um, so valid and fair
0: so we're just going to contest this normally and that's the best part is because you guys are super powerful and it, it that it, it makes sense right That we're not that you can do things easier <laughs> than the rules
1: um
3: all right so spell casting versus their figure again
1: yeah and then add your wild die don't forget right what'd
0: you so get
3: it's gonna be 16 for
0: me that beats a 13. It is still bound. As we come back to your turn, Magnus.
3: Um. Yeah, so I think, like, Magnus feels, like, the sudden, like, pretty, like, strong effort of this thing to break free. And, like, um, I think, like, maybe Arcos and Winnie doesn't feel the same. But, like, I think Magnus's robes do get, like, blown back a little bit as, like, he's, like, receives counter pressure from the spell. Um, And then am I able to like hold this spell and cast another? Is that a possible thing I can do? Um, Or do I have to like maintain my focus on this spell?
0: I think you have to maintain your attention on this one spell if you want to keep uh, holding it.
1: It says in the book, it costs one power point to maintain a power for its base duration. If a power's duration is five rounds, it can be maintained for another five rounds for one power point. Okay.
3: Um then I will just maintain my hold on this thing and prevent it from moving. Yeah, I think I'll just use I'll I'll consume another PowerPoint to extend the duration. Well I don't of think this. you would
1: need to if it unless how how what's the duration?
0: This up is a made up spell, so oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Well most of I mine think, are I like think... duration of five. So like I feel like that's the
0: normal, but if you want to override that. I'm going to in this instance okay, because great. it is very powerful. Great.
3: Um, yeah. Okay. Well, then I will just spend another PowerPoint to continue trying to hold this Chronal uh, spell on the uh, Blight Behemoth.
0: Yeah, and um, it, I'm just going to allow it to hold. I think it's on the the Blight Behemoth to break that, or you to stop concentrating.
3: Um, yeah, I think like if you were to look at Magnus, um, by the way, Magnus, uh, man in his uh, late 30s, around 38, dark flowing hair around shoulder length, um, black beard and mustache that comes to like a clipped point um, and eyes that are crosses instead of normal circular pupils. And y- if you were to see him, you would see him like gritting his teeth like terrible strained smile and like hair flowing back as he is like putting his everything into holding this giant monstrosity still
0: amazing and as you're putting your everything um i like to think that because your pupils are these uh sort of like just kind of x like crosses it's just that line gets narrower and narrower and like so there's almost just two a vertical and a horizontal slit and by either of your eyes as you're focusing into it.
3: Yeah. It's like two like crosshairs, like two like line thin crosshairs at this point.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um Winnie.
1: Yeah, we're going to do what we did again last time. <laughs> yeah, worked out pretty well. Shoot, shoot arrow, that's my thing. So we're going to shoot arrow. Um so what did I have? I had the um the plus 2 to um attacking because it's vulnerable, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. So then, so that's plus 2, plus 1. Oh, okay, that explodes. That's um let's see. Uh, hold on. 12. Um that explodes
0: again. 18. Let's go. 22. <laughs> <laughs> No! 22 okay so we just did this math last time right <laughs> yeah um, so it hits and then so it hits for the base damage and then add six because you get two for each raise okay
1: i rolled snake eyes is that a critical failure when it comes to
0: damage that is a critical failure Shit. okay <laughs> Well, wow, Han, you're doing so good with your rolls to like for us to explore the different. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> this is not fake, by the way. We just happened to. Actually, I
0: don't know if you can get critical. I let me.
1: go.
3: I I, I don't well, think
0: damage?
2: on
3: damage it is. I think you probably just do because I'm not
1: trying to do damage. something. Yeah.
3: Because with the hackle, you already you hit. hit. Yeah, I already you hit. You just hit. tickled it.
1: It would be eight damage total, which wouldn't wound it.
0: Yeah, I think maybe maybe the real critical failure on damage is simply not wounding it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah. So,
0: um, I, I actually you...
1: wait. Can I can I spend oh, a Benny you... to re-roll damage?
0: Yeah, you can spend a Benny <laughs> to re-roll damage.
1: Also, what, I can't get a over Benny? the fact.
0: So a Benny is, according to this, American slang for the word benefit, <laughs> which is so crazy because I have only heard Benny's as slang for egg Benedict in
2: my life. <laughs> like a country Benny is like, eggs Benedict except with biscuits and gravy.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so uh, players start out each session episode, in this case, with Three bennies, they can also win bennies or be awarded them by the GM for doing really cool stuff that I think is amazing. And there is a whole slew of things that you can spend your bennies on during combat or gameplay, like re rolling damage. All right. So re rolling.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Did you get any the
3: guys again? No
1: oh, <laughs> oh,
0: fucking
5: way.
3: Really? <laughs>
0: I'm not lying.
3: Somebody get
2: the <laughs> math on we that. think you're
0: lying about that?
3: <laughs> Vindi, get your shit together, please.
0: Oh, Winnie. Winnie alter, The
3: corruption on this
4: land must be rooted out.
0: You knock your arrow and notice that um one of the feathers is like slightly coming out, and very quickly switch it for another arrow. And as you uh soar, you. Aim directly for the center of this creature for a crack in one of the in like the large rock uh, making up its core, and you hit it perfectly on the center of that uh, crack, and nothing happens. You just you just hit a rock. You, it's your arrow's <laughs> wedged in there, and that's life. Sometimes, <laughs> I fucking guess. Yeah, roll snake nice eyes twice. Work. Uh, and then we'll move to Arcos
2: um let's see here so the smite's still there bolt um no one has a wound yet right
1: uh, uh mr we monster taken dice. damage
3: yet
2: yeah. Oh, right right okay in that case uh i'm probably just gonna go and bolt it again <laughs> so raise my my mace call upon my god and Pointed
4: at this thing and you've <laughs> blighted this land far too long. Be gone, spirit of the dark.
2: And then just lay it down the law real quick. Uh, that's an 11.
0: 11 will hit.
2: All right. Um, so 11. And then is that a raise on top of it? No, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I think it's exactly one raise.
2: All right. So that is 3d6. And a one. And a four. And a one. My god. That is six.
0: Six does not wound it. All right, boys. <laughs> that sucks. Um. Okay. Uh,
2: unless I spend the Benny. You can unless spend, spend Benny. the Benny. Yeah. yeah. So is that reroll all of them?
1: Um, yeah, all dice, I think. Yeah, reroll cool. damage, so all dice.
2: Six! Excellent, Benny. Four... Two, and re-roll the six. So six, four, two is twelve. Plus four. Sixteen!
0: Okay, that takes you exactly to one raise. So that's
3: another wound.
0: That is another wound. Woo!
3: Now see, that's what I'm talking about. Good work, Arcos. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, Don't give me a bigger head. I don't think I need it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to roll for... Oh, sorry. No, let's talk about this. So wait, did you just fire another bolt again? Yep. So as you... Do you fire from your hand or from your mace?
2: I fire from my mace, I think. Like, I raise it up and call upon God and then just start blasting.
0: The lightning storm that has been swirling up in the sky, thunder, is arcs of electricity jump from cloud to cloud. You hold at the top of a mountain your very long metal pole into the air and lightning hits it square on the center, collects in, uh, just collects like circular arcs around before going directly uh, to the exact same wound that Winnie initially shot her arrow into and severs its arm. Um, again it is frozen in time so its arm is severed but it has not moved
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> behold the mighty hand
0: and um, this, car- this uh, behemoth in response to that on its turn will try to break free again
3: whoa now steady on steady as she goes now
0: okay and you get to roll
3: uh, okay, the six explodes, so that's going to be 10 plus six plus five, so that's uh 21 plus two, so it's going to be
0: 23. Yeah, yeah, you hold on.
3: Easy now, okay. Whoa, shh, shh, shh. Magnus is <laughs> shushing the behemoth. shh, Whoa, now, <laughs> like, pro- like, <laughs> like it's a troubled uh,
0: horse in a prairie. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, literally yeah. frozen in time. <laughs>
3: easy now. The easy behemoth now.
0: begins to shake against the constraints. You can feel your spell is holding for now.
3: Um. Yeah. Uh. Clenching so hard. Um. It, it, with everything he has.
0: And it is your turn.
3: Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna burn another point to maintain the spell for another round. Yeah. Um and then understand like Which...
0: that... I and I'm I'm saying this is a point of order. I this is also just a fun rule we're doing for this combat because I don't think I don't think you can continually double up duration.
7: Ah, uh, but okay.
0: we but you can here is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying so that way you know this is happening, but if this doesn't happen later...
3: So when we get nerfed and we have to follow the actual rules, I won't mm-hmm. have, have... to won't actually be play like, the game
0: right, yeah. But before, yeah. <laughs> when I was
3: a god, it was easy. Yeah, okay, I got you. No, it's, yeah. no worries. Um, so then um, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to try to do something else, which is ridiculous, which is try to persuade this thing, um, because there's something else I can do besides use my fucking words right now, um, besides hold this spell. So um, I want to basically make a persuasion check to, like, Try to get this thing like on board with the fact that it is the part of the cycle of good and evil that should be like receding now, and so I want to make that persuasion check, I guess. Um and I guess Magnus will say like Too long have you darkened the skies with your influence. Recede now back into the earth. And be asleep a while longer. um. And then it's just a D6 persuasion, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and subtract, I think, four. I don't know if I can do more than two, and I've been doing that. But God, that's, yeah, subtract, you know what, just subtract three from your roll. Subtract
3: role. three? Okay, cool. Got it. That's or
0: two. Cool. No, you have to subtract two. Sorry, I said subtract I, th- I don't know if I can do more than two because that'd just be an automatic failure and then there's no point of you rolling. So I guess I'm going to say subtract two.
3: Okay. Okay, we did get one explode. Okay, let's go. But the other dice was a one. So we got a one and a six. <laughs> and then... Uh, oh, dice fell at the table. Uh, one and a six and then a three. Uh, so we got a ten. All told.
0: Minus two.
3: Minus two. So that's an Eight
0: so you got a, so you have a single raise to try mm-hmm. and, and
3: persuade this thing to accept its inevitable fate at our hands
0: okay so <laughs> one fun thing about this creature is that you literally froze it in time <laughs> i cannot hear you it cannot
5: hear you <laughs> moreover it that's how sounds
2: sound works. comprehend
0: spoken word but it gets the
3: gist <laughs> like come on
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what a good use of your turn i love the thinking you've yelled at it and honestly you think you made a pretty good argument <laughs> and perhaps yeah. if things were different things would uh Turn out a little bit easier for you. <laughs> if
2: you. If things were different, we could be together.
0: <laughs> it is frozen in time, and it's also a not. It's, I don't even think it's sentient.
3: <laughs> it's just. <laughs> well, a... well, it was sentient enough to speak a thousand languages into my <laughs> brain a second ago. So I think maybe talking with it is fine, actually. <laughs> no, I think I think Magnus is also thinking like, oh man, that was a sick thing to say. I wish Julian was here. <laughs>
0: yeah um go ahead and just make a a smart track for me
3: um okay uh that's also a d12 so we'd love to see those um he's so smart galaxy brain um that is going to be uh an 11 total
0: okay so with an 11 um that's one raise uh you're You're thinking that, like, ah, uh, you know, you could talk to me a minute ago. You're realizing now you don't you don't have any particular reason to believe that this being specifically was what was talking to you. It did emerge as soon as the lightning struck, right? But like this thing, as you're fighting it, and I granted, you haven't seen a whole lot of it on account of it's been frozen in time but it doesn't seem intelligent at all.
3: Oh fuck. Oh no. Oh wow, that's a bad that's a bad sign. Uh I don't know how much Magnus is going to communicate this, but like I think he definitely puts together that he's like this is definitely like the dumb big monster that some bigger, more nefarious, intelligent evil is piloting against us i think magnus suddenly goes from feeling like this fight is going very well to maybe feeling like the fight maybe hasn't super begun yet
0: winnie it is your turn you know what i'm doing <laughs> i already know what's up i already know what the fuck you is already up. know what the
1: fuck is up um hopefully i don't roll fucking snake eyes again um and it's still frozen so i still get that Two, yeah, yeah,
0: I would love for you to actually kill this because I don't think it's gonna break out and this and so all of my turns just get to be me <laughs> being stuck.
1: Amazing. Um Oh lord, that is as close to a snake eyes as I can get, but not quite. Um three. Um, five,
0: six. No. No. <laughs> I didn't you think so. Wait, is wait, is that to is that your to attack it? Yes. No. You don't have anything. I was just making sure you didn't forget anything. No, that
1: I rolled a two and a one. I have a uh, I have a twelve plus one to shooting. I rolled a gotcha. two on my d six. I rolled a <laughs> one on my d twelve. Plus three is six. So <laughs> gotta
3: no. get him out of the way early. Get him out of here. <laughs> no. Episode one, first combat. No, we're good. Just get them out of your system. We gotta
2: hit up the casino after this because, like, that is your luck is incredibly bad. Like you've negatively <laughs> yeah, charged. So luck I'm gonna lose all my so money much. and
0: go to the casino because I'm rolling. You, you snake are... eyes. guys. <laughs> you've
2: negatively charged.
0: <laughs> um, as again, this one actually, uh, you decide to aim for the joint of the other shoulder, and. Your arrow just barely misses its target and sort of snaps on the top of uh, a rock. Instead of piercing through at a joint, it goes directly um, toward the face of the other arm, I guess. I'm calling them arms. Um, And it is a little disappointing. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Arcos, what you got?
2: One more bolt, <laughs> two more bolts. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, that's not great. Uh, that is a six.
0: No, six doesn't hit.
2: <laughs> I'm like,
4: ah, you know, oh, I'm running out of holy power for some reason.
0: Um, yeah, as you attempt to channel, I think what happens is the lightning just doesn't hit your mace. (laughs) Like you're trying to pull it out of the sky and it just simply is not working. Um, Magnus
4: don't tell anybody about that.
0: And I think as you each sort of have these moments of uh, failure, worry, in Magnus's case, recognition, the sky does get a bit darker. And the behemoth is going to attempt to break out again. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a Benny to re-roll that. Wait. Well. Yeah, I'm going to use a Benny to re-roll that. I only get Bennies when you guys use yours, so thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> it's a rule that we're doing. Okay. What did you roll, Rob? Ten. Uh, on my first roll, I got a i think it was like a two and it was like a seven total rolling a d12 and a d6 uh on my second roll i got a 12 and a six so those both explode so that's 16 oh. plus uh 12 which brings us up to 28 i
2: think that's the highest roll of the session it so is, far yeah
3: the difference the difference between our rolls was 18 then
2: yeah <laughs> is that is that a raise i'm sure it's at least one raise right
0: um, maybe two <laughs> I think
3: that's that's
0: six raises
3: right holy
2: moly uh,
0: it would 18? be no four oh, four yeah no, four
2: at least it's not seven C where you can bank raises for later so.
0: <laughs> and it does use its action to break free um, okay. however this guy does actually have like a little free action
3: valid fair um, and valid
0: As it shakes off the bounds of time, um, it's one free arm that you have yet to destroy. The other immediately falls down into the lava. Swings out at... Who do you think would be standing closest to the front? I assume Winnie would be standing closer than Magnus. You're both doing ranged things, but...
2: I feel like, well, I went in first. I also have the shield. Oh, no, up. I
0: know you're there. I'm I'm looking for the second person I'm going to hit.
3: Uh, <laughs> Magnus would have been in the back like we established.
0: I, so. yeah, my, my bow <laughs> has good range Then like,
1: better range than, like, a short bow, but it's still pretty short range, so, like, I would it's, be
0: as, probably as close as I can. Its hand rises up. And the entire weight... If a giant boulder smashes down into the two of you or tries to, um, which is strength, it's strength plus a d4. It is strong. I add a plus eight to this. Oh fuck. No. E.
2: Well, my parry is a nine. Oh, I so rolled
0: I... so badly. What the fuck? <laughs>
1: um
0: Oh yeah, is this parry or toughness? Right now. That word. This is against your parry. Oh, okay. Okay, one plus two is three, plus eight is 11. I don't hit you with my, I fall down with a giant, 11 doesn't hit, right? Wait, me?
1: You.
2: It hits me, two. I have a nine.
1: Yeah, uh, it, yeah no, our, this is, our. my parry is five.
0: Oh, oh, your toughness is your armor, isn't yeah.
5: it?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm happy again. I haven't gotten to do anything combat, (laughs) and I thought for a second... God, I got confused. Okay, yeah, that's a... So I rolled a 13 to hit both of you, which hits, and then I deal 11 damage to each of you as you get crushed by a boulder, briefly. You get smashed.
1: So did that...
0: Since you rolled 13
1: to hit, that's two raises above my parry. So would
0: that increase the damage? I'm just trying to be as fair as possible. Technically, I don't think so. Mostly because the stat block I'm using, I didn't write anything in. Mm-hmm. I could roll another d4. I could roll another two d4s if you wanted me to. I mean, up to you. Stop I'm just,
3: asking about the homework, I'm Hannah. just
0: <laughs> trying to be fair. If we die, we die. I'll roll. I'll roll and no- I'll split the difference. How about that? Okay. Because technically, when I made my stat block, I should have <laughs> made affordances for those sorts of things. You take an extra. That's an extra point of damage. That brings us up to twelve. Okay. So, so that's one. How-
1: that's that's just
0: shaken. So I'm shaken then. Because you're shaken. One thing, and. Brennan, I believe you are out you are also now shaken.
2: Uh that is correct. My toughness is ten, so yeah. that's just shaken.
0: Yeah. My toughness is also ten. Cool. Okay. Everyone is shaken. We all know how things work and we know the rules so well. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: definitely didn't spend ten minutes just trying to figure this last turn out for the, for the <laughs> listeners who are listening to the edited version. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Um excellent. Anyways, <laughs> wow, that was so quick. That's so quick it I can't believe how quickly they figured it out. Uh Rob, what does Magnus do? Uh your friends just got bonked with a a uh, giant uh boulder appendage. Really bonked us. They got real, bonked. Real good. Super bonked. They're they're not like hurt. Of course, they got crushed by a boulder. They're not, like, actually wounded. They're just kind of, like... we're shaken up, a, up a, time, time, a little bit. <laughs> a uh, shaken up. Can I
2: flavor that, like, I saw it raised my shield and, like, <laughs> cracked it over us? Yeah.
0: So you we're both really you, shaken from... I can say th- uh, that you and Winnie are standing next to each other, and you pulled your shield up to bear the brunt of the pain.
6: Uh,
3: the... Oh. <laughs> um... So, uh, so far, we have experienced what the spell Bolt does. Uh, the sp- <laughs> All the spells in Savage Worlds are so artfully named. This is not Bolt. This is Blast, um, which is <laughs> the same thing as Bolt, except it explodes in a medium uh, Blast radius. So I think Magnus, having now dropped the time-holding uh, spell, is going to try to explode the remaining p- appendage off of this thing. Um, that just smashed his friends. Um, because Magnus is a wizard of space and time, I think there's a fun way that I want to flavor that, but it's a, um, yeah, a spell casting roll to hit, I believe. So um, should I roll the hit or should I describe the thing?
0: Um, roll a hit first.
3: Okay. Oh, that's an exploding 12 baby. Okay, so that's a 12 and a five plus five so that's going to be 22 plus two that's going to be 24 to hit with blast
0: okay so that's
3: and i'll yeah um so it says if i cast it at plus two the blast causes 3d6 damage or 46 with a raise
0: okay so that's three raises that's four raises yeah four raises
3: need more d6s. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many how many d how many d6s are you going to let me roll here baby? You roll
0: 5 here.
3: I'm going to roll 5. Okay. I don't have quite enough to do that all at once. Okay. Wow, okay, that was a lot of low rolls. Uh <gasps> The last one exploded. Okay, so that's going to be 9 plus 6. So that's 15 plus a one. So that's going to be 16 explosive damage. in um, a lo- And since I got a race, it's going to be upgraded to a large blast template. Um, so it is a large explosion. And so what this looks like, um, since Magnus, to- Magnus is too uh, tasteful to just fling fireballs, um, or Chronomancy Wizard... What it looks like as um, instead of like an explosion, it is actually an implosion where space folds in on itself and a rapid collapse that then, you know, the shock wave of blasts apart an area around it. Um, sort of a like miniature black hole effect um, instead of a large explosion. Um, and you see him sort of like flick his wrist out. Um, and activate this magic against the
0: behemoth magnus you flick your wrist outward your palm outstretched wide open as those runes um which i mentioned sort of formed out of a crackling of reality that were just shaken off through a sheer force of will on behalf of this behemoth uh reform Five pinpricks of light cracked into the fabric of reality, making a sort of pentagon around this creature. Pull inward toward the center, and with it, as if you were pulling together two pieces of fabric to fold, this behemoth shatters inward on itself as gravity collapses as the force of the dimensional force of. This area collapsing inward shatters this into dust. Essentially, the tendons that make up this kinky blighted tentacles are shredded from themselves and pulled inward to a single point. And even though it is a, even though it collapses in on itself, as soon as you release and take your the palm of your hand and clench it together and let it go there is a shock wave that erupts as reality bounces back to its natural state you guys feel this wave of just vibration pour through you as air that has been suddenly sucked into one location, attempts to repressurize and equalize. And there is not a behemoth in front of you anymore. There is nothing. The storm ahead, or above, the storm above is still crackling. Not with malice or anything, but just because that's what happens when you're at mountains in the middle of the afternoon. The fog from the volcano rolls back in. Parts of the edge of this large opening shatter inward and fall. Splashing. Actually, splashing is not the right word. That's not what happens when when things fall in lava. It just kind of sits on top. So just colliding and slowly, slowly sinking inward. You are all there standing in silence there's still the rumbling of the land there's still the distant sound of thunder as arcs of lightning go from cloud to cloud this is what you came here to do and it's done
3: um Get up. Uh, Magnus is going to go to Arcos and to Winnie and, like, try to, like, get them up on their feet again. Come on, get up. I do- something doesn't feel right. I don't think... I don't think it's over.
4: <sighs> How do you know? Thank you, as I accept the hand.
3: We've failed hundreds of evil beasts, and there's always sort of a momentous moment where we realize, like, oh, the evil thing is gone, and now things are okay. But this place is still fucking cursed, and it still feels like we haven't done anything. Hmm.
1: I think you're right.
3: Uh, Magnus sort of looks up into the clouds, and I want to see if I could, like, pinpoint anything in there that is, like... Like, because that's, like, where the lightning came down, that's... How the behemoth was summoned the storm seems sort of like portentous of something so i kind of want to like scope it out
0: yeah uh go ahead and look up and see what you notice
3: right uh that's just a 10.
0: okay that's a raise you stare up into the sky looking for any sign of change and you feel a single droplet hit your eye it stings a little bit (sighs) you don't see anything else?
4: Magnus, what was that?
3: I think it was a raindrop rain?
4: Beautiful sight.
3: Could be. I. Mechanical
2: question. Can you use a healing check to heal to unshaken?
1: It's a spirit, I believe. Yeah.
2: Spirit check. Okay. Can I unshaken myself and somebody?
1: No. I mean, no.
0: We would, okay. we would just roll it for ourselves. But yeah, you can eat. You can each try to unshaken.
3: Okay. Um, and then after they do that
1: thing, there's I want to cast another spell if I can. I got a three. I'm not unshaken. You're still shaken.
2: Twelve plus nine is a twenty-one. Plus two is a twenty-three.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the number is, but it's gotta it's gotta be lower than twenty-three. So I think you're not. <laughs> it would just be the target Math. number, right? So yeah. So it's four. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unless it's different, but I don't think so. I'm not setting a higher target number if it's different.
2: (laughs) Four plus four imaginary. Do all of those races
0: unshake me. (laughs) (laughs) You could burn a Benny for it.
1: I could. I guess, yeah. I'll burn a Benny to be unshaken immediately. So now Yeah. I've spent two this session.
3: Um yes, so I'm looking up the spell I want to use. Um once we're ready for that.
1: Uh... Well, he does that. Can I look into the lava of the chasm? Yeah. Just take a cursory look, I guess. I can roll notice if you want me to.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're like trying to see what you can see yeah, in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't roll an extra d six for my spirit. That's okay. Whatever. It's fine. That is.
0: Ten. notice. So, you know that, like, whole thing about, like, staring into the abyss? Sure.
2: (laughs) It stares back into you. It it
0: really does. Oh, God. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) You're staring into the lava. What are you hoping to see?
1: Um, just a clue of, like, we feel like something is left undone. So... Just a clue to if there is something still left here.
0: You look into this volcano's heart, and it is... Right in the way that uh, shining a bright light in fog hurts your eyes, because everything is reflecting the light all at once, even though it's not as intense. Um, I think as you look in, for a brief moment, you feel such an intense rage. You don't know where it's coming from. And it's for like a fraction of a fraction of a second. And there's another mosquito on your neck. (laughs) I swat it. You swat it immediately. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything else? Your hand on your neck? For the mosquito? No don't see anything else in the volcano
1: okay i'm just gonna back away from it
0: then do that
2: uh wait a minute mosquito. it is kind of weird that there's i'm thinking out loud here mm-hmm. it's weird that there's mosquitoes i mean isn't everything dead from blight like what's it sucking the blood of or is like
3: there's also no water around here
2: yeah wait a minute how is a mosquito alive? <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's. I'm probably reading too much into it, but I don't suppose I could roll a common knowledge check to figure out mosquitoes have if more there's blood magic anything...
1: in them making me angry. Yeah, like
2: how a mosquitoes flying around with um, no water and no mosquito
3: looks. check, baby <laughs> mosquito? Can I roll a mosquito check?
0: <laughs> I what skills do you have that could be close to mosquito check please tell me <laughs> uh
2: i was thinking common knowledge or survival
0: common knowledge is good
2: okay cool um, actually either uh, of those are
0: fine yeah
2: all right so that's a s-
0: actually no i'm gonna say common knowledge because i i feel like i know yeah common knowledge specifically yeah n- I'm the of DA, that's are, what i say
2: or <laughs> entomologists and we all know that that's kind of weird um Okay, hold up. So that's a six, and then plus a six for the wild card.
0: Okay, so that's a raise. Um, um, no, no,
2: no, no. I mean, that's what I'm rolling, right? Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Oh, that is a six, though. Uh, so it's a two. So re rolled a six. That's another six. So it goes again. It's fourteen. That's an eighteen.
0: Okay, this was a common knowledge check, and I also, I, I left the target at four. There was no like. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Yep. That is a very astute observation. Several things. <laughs> One, I, I, Amelia, do not know specifically.
3: <laughs> um, About it. You don't know? How, you're not a
0: mosquito biologist? <laughs> yeah, I am not a mosquito entomologist. I can't imagine that the levels of sulfur that, it is being, that you guys are only able to tolerate because you were here briefly and also some of the strongest people on the planet um, I can't imagine mosquitoes can just like casually breathe that fine. Second, yeah, there's no water. Uh, there are no plants up here specifically. The thing about the blight is it kills things and it or it mutates them into something worse. Um, but you haven't seen like like there's not it's also weird that there's like one singular mosquito like now. like there was like one earlier, like one now, but like there's not like a ton of them. Where are they coming from?
3: yeah wait a minute
0: and they just seem to be biting me for some reason <laughs>
3: yeah so my follow up to all of this is I would like to cast the spell divination um, what this does is it is a brief conversation of about five minutes uh, so it allows the caster to contact otherworldly beings or forces to gain information Preparing the spell takes one uninterrupted minute and must be done at a site relevant to the spirit being contacted. So, um, Magnus has a hunch that there is a very powerful, sentient, uh, magical being at this volcano.
0: So, and you're just going to call him up? I'm just gonna, <laughs> yes.
5: Hey, homie, just what's up? It's call a Taylor
3: up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Magnus. Uh, listen, is impulsive. That is one of his uh, character flaws. Um, he is he's uh, <laughs> he's impulsive. He's curious um, and he's arrogant, which is a uh, combination that is is rife uh, for cooking up bad decisions. And yeah, this is one of them. So uh, what I do is. Uh, <laughs> What do I roll here? <laughs> um, I so I just roll a spell casting roll, and then I think you just decide what to roll. If there is a spirit here that is contacted,
0: I think, I think that I is contactable. Set, yeah, I think what yeah. I'm gonna do in this is set a target that's higher than four for you to reach. For sure. Um, and
3: yeah, I think there is a section of the book of like what happens if you try to like contact a primordial spirit being Um, yeah there's a whole d100 table of how to explode minds in there
1: (laughs) how exploded is your mind three raises you are dead (laughs) it's
2: gonna end up with like permanent psychological disconfiguration arthur
3: style yeah i'm speed running mental uh like (laughs) magical debilitation (laughs) at this point how do, I, how do I see into the void as fast as possible? And ruin my
0: I'm going to say it takes an eight to get a basics is your target number. I think that is worth contacting a primordial, whatever you're trying. I think that's worth. I'm trying to reach out to something I don't understand. And I think it's here because I fought a rock monster at a volcano,
3: <laughs> a blighted
0: rock monster at a volcano
3: yeah uh so magnus is going to in the like sort of like volcanic ash around them uh like draw a magic circle uh with runes around it over the course of a minute um and he's going to stand in the center and position his arms out like a cross um
0: oh
3: key pose
0: you're getting dangerously close to my one rule
3: Yes, he no, he's T posing for sure. Um, okay, T
0: posing is allowed.
3: <laughs> well, actually, no. We're we're gonna bring it up to a Y, like he's sort of like uh, praising you know, the exalting. sun. Yes, he's praising yes, the sun.
0: Capital Y is allowed. You can do your uh, little sun salutations.
3: Yes, ex- precisely. Um, and we'll roll spell casting. Oh, I'm gonna spend a Benny to roll that. Thank you very much because that was a five, not high enough. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that is a 13.
0: A 13. Okay.
3: Talk to me, baby. What's going on, volcano? Where we at? You
4: have to speak to it like that. These are primordial gods. I'm trying to focus, Arcos.
3: Don't you see the circle? You reach
0: out to... Something, anything that can provide you the answers for why what you've spent the past year plus of your life working toward has culminated in by all means a lackluster battle compared <laughs> to what you were expecting
3: yeah this is sort of an anti-climax
0: you've fought more harsh things than this you've come far closer to death than this and as your arms are outstretched, you're looking up toward the sky, yes?
3: Yeah, I think, I think he is just doing a cause and effect, you know, sort of uh, association. It's like, well, it's probably something in the sky, like if that's where the spirit is conjuring lightning
0: from. Mm-hmm. And as you look up to the sky, you focus on the clouds the lightning and then its immediate pain in the same moment as you're blinded by light again and are struck with lightning.